Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Village Voice, parenting beyond discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin royer Azraland. In case you're wondering, yes, I've got a bit of a cold this week, but regardless, I've got a great topic that I can't wait to share about. In today's episode, I will cover some of the basics of temperament, how it affects your child's behavior and your reactions to the behavior. Now, I consider temperament to be a fundamental piece of parenting because temperament, not just our kids, but also our own, will color every single exchange we have with them. Understanding the ways your child may experience the world differently from you will help you connect better with each child and learn ways to help your child to leverage their strengths and strengthen areas where they're challenged. When I first learned about temperament, it was a huge eye-opener for me. So what is temperament exactly? Temperament is the inborn part of the personality, the nature piece of our personality that stays relatively constant throughout life. However, we can guide and influence our children within their temperament range in order to help them broaden their range of choices, reactions, and behaviors. Our goal as parents is to help our kids be the best within their temperament range through coaching, teaching, and supporting. Temperament does not predict how your child will turn out, but it does predict the ways in which your child may learn, react, behave, and feel. Many things can influence how our children exhibit behaviors or react to the world through the lens of their given temperament. These include people in their lives, activities our children do, their surroundings, the toys they play with, experiences they have, and television and media. Scientists have identified specific behaviors that are part of each person's temperament. These are called temperament traits. Some scientists say there are as few as four, and others say as many as 21. I fall near the middle with nine traits. I will cover an introduction to several of these traits. When I cover each trait, you will want to think of each one on a continuum. People can be high in a particular trait, low in that trait, or anywhere in between. So when I cover each trait, I will share the attributes that you would see in a person who is high in that trait, and then also the attributes for someone who would fall on the low end of the spectrum for that trait. Then I'll cover a few ways to work with a child on the high end of the spectrum for a given trait, and then do the same for the low end. 
I also want to caution because I don't want you to think of being on one end of the spectrum as good or desirable and the other end as bad or less desirable. It just is. There are strengths and challenges to each side. Depending on the situation or setting, sometimes being at one end can make life easier for the child or parent, while at other times being on the other end of the spectrum can be more advantageous. So this is why we want to help and guide our children to broaden their range while also understanding and supporting where they naturally fall. And you'll see more what I mean once I get into the traits themselves. It's also extremely important to mention projection or filter here. We all have built a filter on how we experience life based on our own temperament and experiences. As we go through each of the traits, think about not just your child's place on the continuum, but your own. So for example, if you're a parent who falls on the high end of the adaptability trait and your child falls on the low end, if you don't understand or aren't aware of this, you may find yourself butting heads a lot and seeing your child as stubborn or inflexible and seeing it as a negative instead of accepting who she is, allowing her to be who she is while gently guiding her to learn to allow for some amount of flexibility as she ages. Now I'll go into a couple of the traits of temperament. And when I cover this in class, I go into all the ways to support children on either end of the spectrum for each trait. I talk about areas in the home and family, school and education, activities and leisure, and guidance and discipline. But I won't have time to go into that much depth on the show or to begin to cover all the traits, but this will give you some idea about temperament and where your child or children may fall in the areas that I cover. So the first trait is activity level. This is the amount of movement or energy a child exhibits that is not related to hyperactivity. Traits for a highly active child include the inability to sit still or stay quiet for very long. Now this is my oldest. The kid can't sit still. It can be very frustrating until you understand that this is part of his temperament and all the positive ways it serves him and us as parents. This is the kid I never have to go in and wake up for school. He is up and dressed by 6.30 every morning. Another trait of a highly active child is that others generally view these children as very capable. Also, they tend to be accident prone. This is my daughter. She's always getting hurt. I remember long after she had learned how to walk, she would just fall down while she was walking through the room. One second she's walking, then boom, she's down. It was the weirdest thing. Once I learned about temperament, it all clicked. She can sit still, but she does bop around while she's sitting. She's very high energy and embodies this trait in every other way. While we do need to work with our children and help them learn to work within the expectations of society, I feel this is one of those areas where society has some adapting to do, especially with younger kids. It's certainly easier for the teacher, the parent, the caregiver to deal with a child who sits and plays quietly for extended periods of time, but movement is good. Movement is important. It's good for the body. It's good for the mind. So helping these kids have outlets for getting plenty of physical stimulation is important. I'm not talking about letting kids run amok whenever they feel like it, but certainly allowing kids to move when they need to building in more recess time or time for movement breaks during class time. It's not good to have kids or anyone sit still too long anyway. In working with a highly active child within your family in your home, allow and schedule time for active outdoor play, 
parks, bike rides, kicking or throwing a ball, a trampoline, especially right after school when they've been sitting a lot. But supervise their outdoor play since an active child may push the boundaries on his or her physical abilities and get hurt. But also, in order to help your child get used to and learn to sit for longer periods, you'll want to encourage quieter activities like board or card games, puzzles, building with blocks, Lego, and the like. For one of the ways to help in school and learning, let the teacher know that your child is highly active and ask that she be given special jobs when she's getting restless. Now the traits for the other end of the spectrum, the less active child, are that he or she can often easily sit and listen in school. He or she may also take longer to finish tasks, and they're also more prone to being overweight. If you have a child who falls on this end and is low in activity level, you'll want to encourage and plan active outings, family walks, bike rides, hikes, or trips to the mall. While this may sound like the same advice for the highly active child, the difference is the approach The highly active child needs this in order to get his or her energy out and be able to sit still when needed. The highly active child will naturally gravitate to these activities. So the highly active child needs to be supervised in active play and sometimes pulled back or reminded not to go overboard, whereas the less active child will need to be encouraged to run around to get moving. That's why family walks and bike rides are a really good choice in these instances. Getting moving and making it part of daily life will help shape these habits positively for a child who is naturally less active. One of our kids falls closer to this end of the spectrum. He tires out much quicker than the other two. When I go running and they're all on scooters, he's always the one who poops out first. He's also the one who will complain and say he doesn't want to go to begin with. So when we do family outings like this, we make sure one parent is in charge of watching for his signs, and then we'll turn around earlier or stop and rest with him or help him find a shortcut back. But we always insist that he goes along to get him some physical activity. Otherwise, he would just sit and build all day long. Another thing you can do for your less active child is introduce activities that are fun and active, but without pushing. Ask your child what he or she might be interested in as far as a new activity to try and keep the options wide. Besides the most common sports for kids, there are tons of other options. Hiking, rock climbing, tennis, karate, dance. And rather than sticking with gender stereotypes, you can offer dance or gymnastics as an option for boys and karate and rock climbing for girls. You never know what will stick. Besides classic dance, hip hop and tap often appeal to boys. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. 
air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep, and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T. P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HIPAA 14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners. Ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. HomeThreads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets, to snuggle under for family movie nights, or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look. And some picture frames for the family photos. Visit homethreads.com slash parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com slash parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home Threads, love where you live. So I want to take a minute here to talk about the parent and child when it comes to temperament, since now you have a more in-depth understanding of one of the temperament traits. So let's say you fall on the highly active side and your child on the low end. It would be common to project onto that child as being lazy or lethargic, lacking energy, oomph, or get up and go. So hopefully now you can see why it's so important to understand temperament. Because now you could see your child for what he is, less active. Now you can guide, teach, coach, and encourage your child in getting some level of physical activity while still allowing and appreciating the less active piece of his nature, rather than just getting frustrated and angry. The same goes for the other way around. A parent who has less need to be active with a child who is always bouncing off the walls can be just as crazy-making without this perspective of understanding the child's needs around their unique temperament. Now I'll move on to another trait of temperament known as sensitivity level. This is the amount of reaction to physical stimuli. This is not emotional. This is the physical stimuli, such as noise, lighting, and touch. A highly sensitive child learns by seeing, touching, and using all of his or her senses. This child may become fussy, especially as a baby or, in, or toddler, around loud noises and bright lights and can be very cuddly and sometimes clingy. So if you have a child who is highly sensitive to physical stimuli, here are some things you can do at home. Use softer colors and pictures in that child's bedroom. Now for activities in leisure, let him help you cook and smell, taste, and touch the food. 
Also, when your highly sensitive child is upset, you can use soft, soothing music to comfort. This brings down the level of physical stimuli and helps to soothe his or her senses and therefore will help dial down the level of emotional reaction as well. A child who is less sensitive enjoys brighter lights and louder music. The child may sleep through lights and loud music and is often not as interested in hugging or touching. So some things you can do in your home is to provide brighter colors in the bedroom and provide more pictures and colors around the house for stimulation and expose the child to lots of different kinds of music. Also point out things in nature like flowers, beautiful sunsets, or other scenes, the moods of different music and the like. For school and learning, if you have a less sensitive child who is or will be entering preschool or daycare, try to choose a preschool or daycare with lots of natural light, colorful toys, pictures, and materials. A place with lots of tactile materials such as finger painting, clay and play-doh, sand and other outdoor play, and other art mediums and musical instruments to stimulate their senses. Now, I really have only begun to scratch the surface here on two of our nine temperament traits. So to learn more about these first two and the other seven traits and lots of ideas to work with your child's unique temperament at home, at school, with activities and leisure, and discipline and guidance, you can see the temperament class on our website, yourvillageonline.com. It's under the development health section of the classes. So now I want to get to a question that came in this week that is related to temperament. This question is from Grace in New Jersey. My three-year-old daughter begs to go to the park, but then once we get there, she just clings to my leg and won't go play if there are other kids there. All the other kids are playing together and having fun. I feel like she's missing out. Honestly, I worry about her social skills. What do I do? So first, Grace, thank you for sending in this question. I've actually gotten this question several times. So first, let me just say, if she's good at playdates with two to three friends that she knows well and is comfortable with, there's no need to worry about her social skills piece. If this is only happening at the park or other gatherings with kids she doesn't know, and actually, even if it's happening daily at school drop-off, it's still common at her age. She's very young, and this type of behavior, this exhibiting behaviors of separation anxiety, is common for kids, and especially those who fall on the lower end of the spectrum or continuum for adaptability. These kids are often uncomfortable around new people and situations and are also very prone to separation anxiety. So here are a couple of things that you can do with the park. You can model for her. You can say something like, those kids playing in the sand look like they're having fun. I'd like to go play with them. How about you? She will probably say or shake her head no. But then you can say, well, I'm going to go over and join them. Would you like to come with me? She may or may not, most likely not, but either way, just continue. Go over, introduce yourself, and even if your daughter chose to stay at the bench, you can still introduce her. That's my daughter Eve right over there. She's three. How old are you? Then continue to sit and play in the sand. Modeling behavior is one of the best ways to help kids learn or to do behaviors that we would like to see. I guarantee even if she doesn't come with you, she will be watching you like a hawk. She may or may not come over and join, but after a few different times of watching you do this, she will start to join in and eventually even start to do it on her own. But just remember to be patient with her. The biggest thing is just to never push her to join others because that actually makes things worse. 
She'll dig in harder and then she'll just feel bad about something she really doesn't have control over. So the other thing you can do is to get to the park early and try to be one of the first families there. If she's there and playing already as one or two kids at a time trickle in, she's more likely to continue playing than she is to start playing when she's the 10th kid coming to the park with a bunch of kids all over the playground already. For more about working with kids in adaptability in order to gently work with her to help her increase this, you can see the class on temperament. And you may also be interested in the class on separation anxiety if you're seeing a lot of that as well. Both are available on the website, yourvillageonline.com. And I don't have an episode scheduled right now on separation anxiety, but that would be a good one. So I'll make sure to get that on our schedule for a future episode. In our next episode, I'll be talking about building a better listener, a big frustration for a lot of parents. So be sure to be on the lookout for that one. And if you would like to submit a question for that or other future episodes, or just give us some feedback, you can send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. You can see what topics we have coming up by visiting our podcast page on our site, yourvillageonline.com slash podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be sure to give us a review. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.